0: Welcome, everybody, to Between the Lines, the podcast from Jewish Quest. My name is Simon Eda, and each week I'm joined by a special guest who helps us to deconstruct that week's parasha, exploring exciting new insights and meaning in the Torah. And this week to explore Shoftim, it is wonderful to be joined by a truly special guest, Rabbi Eliyahu Jian, who is a global thought leader, a transformational life and business coach, a Kabbalist who really gives mystical meaning and interpretation in much of what he does and in the way that he works with truly thousands of people across the globe, including famous and influential people, Madonna and Demi Moore, amongst many others. And it is truly wonderful to have him with us today as we explore together. Thank you. Maybe to begin with, Rabbi Isaac Luria, I know, relates the parasha to the five senses of the body. And I just wondered how you understand that he does that and look forward to hearing you unpack that.
1: First, of course, everybody knows the Ariya Kadosh, Rabbi Isaac Luria. And the way he looked at life and the way he looked at the Torah was not the way we look at the Torah. We read the story. And we relate to the story. If it's talk about gates, it's gates. Talk about judges, it's judges. So the understanding of Rabbi Hezek Luria was based on Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai from the Zohar, specifically from a section called Idra Raba or from a section called Tikkun HaZohar. And he looked at life a little bit different and looked at the gate a little different. So the way Rabbi Hezek Luria approached the section of Shoftim, the five gate is not necessarily a gate. It's basically the five Census, like we have gates, put police, put judges over what, over what you hear. Because not everything you hear, not everything is exactly what it is. So that's it, A second thing that Rabbi Ezek Luria is doing when we are talking about all those gates, he explained that those gates, it's a divrei rivot veshaarecha. The judge and the police, when there is fight between people, they're supposed to come and make peace or make the true judgment. And Rabbi Isaac Luria explained about Shoftim, is what God explained the angels when they asked him, how come the Jewish people have been slaughtered in the temples and nobody cares? You're supposed to be taken care. And God answered them, when there is fight among you, when there is argument among you, I cannot dwell on a situation like that. So the way Rabbi Isaac Luria is looking into it, until we not practice the love of the neighbor as thyself among us, even that the creator like our father, our mother, want to give us everything, it will be difficult for those that specific energy of kindness to come down because we're preventing it by having fight between each other.
0: Thank you so much for sharing in that. Deep opening. Could you maybe explain what, as you speak about gates, what the gate of the heart means according to the Svatemet? Well, I hope
1: everybody knows what this is. He's buried in Europe, he's buried in Poland, not far from the Warsaw airport, about half an hour drive. Svatemet, explain. The reason is that when we talk about gates, there's different way to look at the gates. There is one way to look at a gate, meaning what's in it for me. What's in it for me. It depends what gate you open. A lot of time, it's written in the Talmud that after the Temple has been destroyed, all the gates of prey been shut down. And only one gate remains open. It's called the Gate of Tears. <laughs> That's what's written. And... A lot of time, people are crying for the thing they don't have, so that's called opening the heart for the thing you don't have. Somebody doesn't have soulmate, they start praying. Or you don't have money, or you don't have health. And when it's just for me, unfortunately, it's not going to be great to open my heart and just taking care of the need that I have at that moment, because this doesn't work like that. In the name of Rabbi Shimon Baruchay, I explained that part as well as Fat Ahmed bring it many times, that every time that a person will be busy with what I don't have, he will be considered like a dog. Now, why Dafka dog? Why specifically they use the word dog? Because the dog bark, I'll have meaning give me. So Fat Ahmed explaining in that section, you cannot opening the heart just to receive. And it's relating to something that it's written in Berke Avod, the Ethics of the Father, and it's written there, do not become like a servant who serve the rabbi to re- receive reward, become a servant who serve the rabbi not to think out to receive reward. And the rabbi in this case is the creator. So when we come into the month of Elul, which we are tonight entering, Rosh Chodesh Elul, of team, the present, of course, we want to change. Of course, we want a better life. But in success, there is two sides. One side is what you achieve in life good home, beautiful car. But there is another part, which is very important, is what we overcome. And that part we are not always focused on. So, Svatemet is talking about the shah, the gate. It's called shah. The gate is talking about. It's a the gate for the creator. When you canceling yourself, the cancellation of your being, your cancellation of the ego, then there is no more room for the creator to dwell. As the Talmud writes many times. When, when a person has ego, the creator and him cannot live in the same apartment. What does that mean? There is no room. Every bitul, every cancellation of something. Give birth to more creator. That's the opening of the heart. That's the opening of the gate. For example, Shabbat. You rest, you don't do anything. That's why God exists more. Mount Sinai, the cancellation of the Jewish nation at that time, meaning we become so humble for three days. They say, don't get close to a woman. It doesn't mean really a woman. It means don't get close to any receiving aspect within you. Mount Sinai. It's cancellation of the height. It's the lowest mountain. It's not even a mountain. It's a mount. Mount Sinai. It's a very little... It's That's what the Torah was giving. So, Svartament is talking about different type of opening the heart. Some people opening the heart and thinking about what's in it for me. And some people opening the heart to see what can I do more for the other person. And of course, we need to work on the second part. Not on the first part. It's come kind of naturally to us to, to receive. It's almost like a child in a synagogue on Shabbat. The rabbi give him a candy, and the father standing next to him is say thank you. Of course, the kids will say thank you because he's receiving a candy and he wants another one. So that's thank you, is not a great education for adults, but it will be a great education for a child at that moment. And it's a good manners. But there is something called Jewish spiritual manners. Jewish spiritual manners is from a point of getting from a place that I'm saying thank you really with a gratitude because we are Jewish people and Jewish come from the Yehuda, Yehudim Yehudim come from the word Yuducha hecha. Yuducha meaning gratitude when you're in a moment of gratitude there's a different gate that you open It's a different heart that you open you look around you and you say how can I have gratitude for more and how can I give more I hope I wasn't that long on this one but I want to make sure that point is super clear, as Rabbi uh, Spartemet is one of my favorite commentary and a very important commentary for every human being,
0: I think. Thank you. And you've maybe started on this, but I wonder how you relate the parasha, as you've already mentioned, to the beginning of Elul, to the month of Elul, what's the connection that you see? Between Tim nice. and Elul. Very
1: nice. Okay, so first Elul, the beginning of Elul, as we know, that's when Moses went up to the mountain to receive the second tablet and uh, he came down Yom Kippur. So this is the 40 days. The 40 days begin today. And because Moses activated that type of energy of Elul, is Anila Dodive Dodili. That's the initial of Elul. Meaning in that, at that month, we're supposed to act with anil do edodili, meaning we have to become more chassid, we have to become more kind to our friend, more practice than of the neighbor as thyself. Now, when you look at Parashat Shoftim, if you look at the end of Parashat Choftim, it's something very interesting. There is a dead body that was found between two cities. By the way, what I'm saying now, it's not mine, it's coming from Rabbi Chaim Mitzanz. It's a book that's called Divre Chaim. So in the end of the Pasha, they found the dead body, and nobody claimed responsibility for it. Nobody killed that person by mistake, and nobody killed them purposely. Nobody knew who the killer is. So what is God telling the people of Israel to do? You have to measure the distance of that body from the closest city, and the closest city to the body is to bring the alderi, and they will have to come and say, Yadenu lo shafcha et adam We didn't spill that blood. Now, how is that connect to Elul? In Elul, there is etratzon, meaning it's a time of goodwill. Hashem is telling us, hey, listen, I'm going to open you a gate that you can go and change whatever went wrong. But I'm asking you to be responsible or even to care. And we know in human behavior, there is three levels of transformation. The lowest level is oblivious. I don't care. I don't want to know. It's not my problem. Then we have the second level. It's called responsible. Meaning I am responsible for what I did wrong. And then there is the highest level. It's called caring. The agah. When I care even for the thing I didn't do. So in Elul, you have to get to that level of caring. (inaudible) You didn't spill that blood, but you still dare to admit you didn't do it. Why do they have to do it? What is the purpose of it? This is the preparation for Elul as we are coming to Rosh Hashanah. as 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. You start looking for things and you're saying, okay, I know I didn't steal this year. So why am I doing in Elul, Sfaradim starts tomorrow. Ashkenazim started the week before Rosh Hashanah. So the whole idea of Slicha, if you take the word Slach, Slach is the same at Tzach. Meaning cleanse, meaning cleansing. So, when a person says, tomorrow his father. So, the whole idea is I'm not just asking for forgiveness for what I did, I'm asking forgiveness for K'lal Israel. I'm asking forgiveness for every human being who did damage. If somebody right now is misbehaved in Russia, Ukraine, Afghanistan. Turkey, London, Italy, Sicily. It's my responsibility as well. We all one unit. So that's what Elul is here to teach us. Why? Because Elul, the initial is Aleph, Ani, Lamed, Ledodi, Vedodi, Li. I am for my beloved, my beloved to be meaning. We are all in it together. I know that as different religion, different people, different culture, we think we separate from one another. Nobody separates. This is all one human. It's called Adam and Eve. Adam created all the male, Eve created all the female, and we live in one globe, and we have to learn to live together. And that's what Elul is. We must work on the mitzvah of love the name of thyself. We must work on that. It's the one mitzvah that we keep skipping. Everybody loves the mitzvah of Amotzi, Netilat Yadayim, Filin, wonderful mitzvah. When it's come to the mitzvah of love the neighbor as thyself, you say, yeah, I love my family. It's true. Love the neighbor as thyself Start with your family. It's true. Or your neighbors. But you got to practice more on the people you're not crazy about. Rabbi Isaac Luria wrote it in the gate of reincarnation that the people you're jealous from or the people that you love unconditionally or the people you hate for no reason, those are the only people that came with you from another lifetime, what we call Gilgul, reincarnation. And that's what he writes. And in Elul, an Hashem is giving you a chance to correct it. Go around, make a list before Master of Elul is finished with all the people who hurt you, not the people that you hurt, because sometimes you hurt people and you forget about it. What about the people who hurt you? Are you willing to forgive them? That's with Yadenu Loshaf Adam Adamase. Our hand didn't spill the blood, but I'm still saying, I'm sorry. I'm still going to come to you and say, I'm so sorry, I might behave in the wrong way. And that's what, according to Baal Shantov, If the person is one of the tzaddik, like high level of consciousness or low, it's not about how much Torah, it's how much you're capable to forgive people, how much you're capable to be friendly with the people that you don't want to be friendly with. That is a very important question, and I hope the answer was important as well. So thank you for the question.
0: Thank you for planting such important seeds that... Enable us to prepare for Rosh Hashanah and dwell on the importance of this auspicious time. Yeah. Wonderful to have covered Svatemet and then the connection with Elul and also Isaac Gloria. Maybe now to ask a question on the Zohar and yeah. how the Zohar discusses. The importance of teshuvah in relation to the parasha.
1: Okay, so I have the Zohar in front of me from the Balasulam was Rabbi Uda Ashlag, and uh, it's in Shoftim. So he, he writes like this it's in verse twelve. So he say, "An shebeto, the people of his home is going from the pasuk al Pishnaim edim yakum davar on two witness, things can be established. So he say, his home." Is witness on him. Many times, people are behaving amazingly when they're in the synagogue, amazingly when the public places, when when they go home, they hide. They hide in their room, and there they do whatever they wanted to do, whatever it is wrong. And at that place, it says, Umimi Who are the witnesses that go in front of God in the Mass of Elul and the Mass of uh, Rosh Hashanah? It's a korot beto. Korot beto, the walls of his home. Korot beto in ma'atzamot, we'll call it a bluei ba'lamoach sheu It's a korot beto can be translated as a skull of his house. So it can be translated in two ways. Ve'loot betetimem ala'adam. Not only that, verse 14, to witness that there is on a person, eyes that can see and ear that listens. The and the beddin in heaven is counting. What is we do wrong? Now, what is the idea of what is we do wrong? It's called khet. Khet meaning sin. But khat has a different meaning in evil. Also means missing the target. If I'm shooting an arrow into the target, it's also called mahti amatara. It's the same word. Khat means sin. Mahti meaning Missing. So the whole idea of person think we can do whatever we want, we can't. We can't. And that's what the Zohar said In the time of Rosh Hashanah, that's what the Zohar of Shoftim talks about. It's a time that the moon covers. What is the moon? What is exactly the moon represents our receiving aspect. The sun is the giving aspect. The moon is the receiving aspect. So why is it why is covered? Why is it covered at that time? Because in Rosh Hashanah, you cannot think about your need or about what you don't have. One of the problems a lot of time people go to Rosh Hashanah, apple with honey, and they're happy, but person is too busy with did I get the soup or I didn't get the soup. You got to be careful with that. say You got to be careful. Not in these 48 hours. Nothing about me. All about the other person. So it's a you're covering the moon, you're covering the desire. Also, you're covering what you did wrong. You're never allowed for 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah to speak bad about yourself. You're not allowed because whatever you say, say the Zohar. In in this planet or this planet, baolamaze, whatever you say bad about yourself will use you will use against you in the court of heaven. So the court of heaven is open between Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, and you don't want to speak bad about yourself. So what do you do when you need to eat your heart and do Khatanu Pashanu? You do it quietly. You don't do it loud. This is a very important Havana. So the whole idea of the zohar on parashat Shoftim is to be able to do two things. First, now, to understand you cannot do whatever you want in your private room. There is ozen meaning there is eyes that see you all the time. There is ears that listen to you all the time. You cannot just fight with your wife, husband, spouse, father and mother and you think nobody saw me. There is always eyes that looking at you. That's what the Zor said. There is always the wall of your house looking at you. So, be real with yourself, because when you be real with yourself, when you come to Rosh Hashanah, then it's okay, that it's not a problem. Everything is open up. There is more deep things here, but I don't want to go too deep with the Zohar, but that's the basic Zohar on, on Shoftim, that Ein roa the Ozen eyes that can see and ears that can listen to everything. And the house is joined those two witnesses. And to tell if the person did well or not. And those two witnesses go up to heaven and say, I saw him, I heard them. You know, everything is alive. So if a person speaks la let's say person speak bad about their friend in his own house, there is no place you can hide. It's there, there is angels, there is forces out there that deliver that message. So we don't want to be good just to the eyes of people. Nice manner good. Everybody will say you're a great guy, but you wanna you want truly for you. Can I be kinder? Can I be nicer? And that will be the new game. That will be the new game. It's not the easy one because it's for real. You gotta be for real. Am I for real? Oh, I'm just in front of people? I'm nice, but they don't. Oh. But a person need to know. Don't lie to yourself. You can lie to people if you want, but don't lie to yourself because eventually you gotta do the tikkun you got to do whatever
0: you got to do thank you so much and for sharing that challenge that we all face as we come to these important days and thank you for covering such wide ranging ideas in the short space that we've shared together and covering such such important like, lessons it's not often that we address from the more mystical, kabbalistic perspective, but you've certainly brought us so much today. So really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And you can find out more from Rabbi Eliyahu at his site, his truly wonderful site, eliyahujian.com, and plenty of links there to all sorts of important important talks and, and much more besides. More can be found from Rabbi Eliyahu at his site, vitaltransformation.org, or of course on YouTube, where there are plenty of his wonderful lectures. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please. Do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do find out all about our exciting content on our mothership, jewishquest.org. And we do look forward to meeting again as we continue our journey through Devarium.